0: Uncle
1: Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 sounds good. Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the queer middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm your host, Tyler McRae, and joined with me is my uh, comrade and colleague, um, bit chesty, a bit coldy, but he's still here fighting the good fight. It's uh, Cal Reader. Cal,
0: how are we feeling? <laughs> Sorry, headphone <fanlessness>. listeners. <laughs> um, I'm all right. I'm just, I'm just kind of dying a little bit. I've, I've been off work not because of my illness, purely because of I needed time to alcohol. So I've been alcoholing, and I've been alcoholing a little bit too long. So I'm, we're both going to be a bit sniffly this this week, and it's a very emotional episode for me. So I don't, yeah, I'm okay. What about you? <laughs>
1: I'm good, man. I don't have quite a sesh flu as you, but I'm just busy keeping on, keeping on. We've just hit 100 likes on the page, folks, so thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Fantastic. We're going to have a little rebrand in October as well, and with that, I will get going on the little giveaway. I've got some, um, I've got an old, good Simpsons comic, and I've got a couple figurines, so um, it'll be through, like this gimmick we've got here, it'll be through Random Generator, and um, yeah, stay uh, tuned for that, folks.
0: Can I enter enter the competition?
1: If you've liked the page, you can do what you want, Cal. Yes. And the episode we're going to be reviewing today is Missionary Impossible from Season 11, Episode 15, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Ron Hogue, with the original air date being February the 20th, 2000, and the couch gag being the living room's a subway station and the family's seated, and then they get on the train, and then it goes. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna cut the shit, Cal. This I found this absolutely dreadful. What are your thoughts on this? Any memories? Because I don't have any.
0: Um, I do have memories of this episode. I remember the big bird attack scene like and when old PBS is attacking um chasing after Homer and stuff. Um I like I don't mind this episode. I know when when you first told me and you said you hate this episode. Um and I was just like, I remember it being okay, like I don't think I'm going to be as decisive. It's not going to be as divisive. It's not going to be as divisive as um I initially thought because I was just like, "Uh, it's okay." It goes on that classic trope of what I've said many times on this podcast of it's got to the point. It's got to the point in the series where um they think of a gimmick and then they just makes something completely random, like our random generator, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, just to try and find some you know just try and make a funny plot and stuff like that um but there's been a few there's a few funny clips and stuff like that there's one thing i want to point out when we eventually get to it um it's more of a weird thing i've noticed in the simpsons uh more especially more in the new ones as well but what about yourself you don't like this episode
1: i'll save my full critiques throughout the whole of this uh, review but i'll just say um nine-year-old tyler Enjoyed seeing, what is it? Multiple different cartoon characters at the end and enjoyed the bit where you see Toby's trying to attack Homer. He liked the Jeebus line because that was senseless. But, you know, nine-year-old Tyler and 25-year-old Tyler like a lot of different things now. So yeah. I'll just save it for that. But we open up the episode with Homer watching PBS and watching a bit of good old-fashioned British sitcom, good old-fashioned British comedy with Do Shut Up. Now, I'll say, my f- not even my first critique, but, Cal, I really like this first act. Genuinely, I think they did try, and, yeah, I like all the little interludes uh, from here on out.
0: I, I agree with you. I think it, even, I don't know which one was premise first, either the PBS bit, kind of like, I don't know if it was throwing shade at someone or what, or, um, or the island stuff, which is a little bit later on. But I think the first half is really, really, like, the first act's probably up to about, there's a few good jokes on the island, but up to the island, it's a very strong beginning of the episode. Now, um, there's one thing what what always kind of, like, makes me laugh, and it's something my brother pointed out years ago, is the whole, like, we're going to show the entire season uh, it's the longest. It's the longest running British uh, sitcom in history. We're going to send uh, show the entire season and its full, all thirteen episodes, and yeah. it's a very common thing. It's a common joke that like obviously England, you know, they have shorter episodes and stuff like that. But my brother made a, a very good point once where he just went, "If you have a show what runs on forever and ever and ever, it just gets nonsens- nonsensical." And it gets really shit more than anything. Like if you know that you want to do three seasons and do three seasons, that's why like Fleabag's good and like uh, extras and, and stuff like that. Like
1: yeah, well, also, what's the typical American season? Twenty two, twenty four episodes. Yeah. So they need they're they're always pushing to do five seasons to get that sweet um, hundred. What is it? international money? Yeah,
0: I explained to my mum the because obviously we we watch a lot of TV and you know we still did it for a while and stuff. Um, but my mum's just a casual. She's like watching TV. Um, we watch that show Lucifer. If you have, if you watch it, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, aware of it. Tom uh Tom Ellis, uh, the concept's really good, and when it's really strong, it's a good it's a good series. But end of the day, it's just, it's it's a police procedural, and you get episodes where there's fillers. Now we're a season we're a season behind from everyone else because we we're, were just watching it on Fox Um. But the the thing is with the third season is that's when it got cancelled after a while. So the last two episodes have nothing to do with the series. The issue what we've got is without going into any spoilers, if you haven't watched it or anything like that, um, there's a big big twist at the end of the like twenty second episode or something like that. Um, the twenty third episode's got nothing to do with it whatsoever. The two main act, uh, characters where the twists happened, um. They would barely even interact with each other at all, and like it was because that episode was supposed to be in the fourth season, um, yeah. but because they didn't know they were going to be a fourth season, they pushed it to the third season. Um, but we watched an episode, and it was it was another one where there was a big big twist, but the very next episode had nothing to do with anything. It was set before the series um, became like started kind of thing. And I, I was just like, it it seems like it's going to be a filler episode, and I was like. Was a filler episode? I was like, well, watch this and see. And it was. It had nothing to do with anything whatsoever. And um, so I was like, what the fuck's that? I was like, that's a filler episode. That's what this really is. Like, obviously there's no running plot with any Simpsons or anything like that. But this is just a nonsensical kind of bullshit episode which you kind of put on in the background whilst you're doing something else.
1: Oh yeah, this is clearly, we've got to get to the 22nd um, episode limit. Now with Do Shut Up, I'm getting... There's a lot of parallels with Bottom here, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Now, I know you're a Bottom fan. I've still yet to watch it. I know, folks, please, um, Lord of Me, please um, scare me off in the comments here. The Young Ones in particular. I'm seeing a lot of that in the Do Shut Up parody here, over violence and that.
0: Yeah, it's very slapstick. I've seen like a a handful of Bottom episodes. I do find it funny, like with Eddie Hitler and all that stuff. Um, and, And Young Ones as well was pretty good. Um, that's more. It's just, it's very classic eighties kind of surreal humor, um, where you got things like Bottom and um and Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. Um, it's when when especially when you say like British humor, they don't get it, Americans, which is true because it can be very dry. Like the other side of it is this surreal bullshitty kind of randomness, what's kind of is hilarious in itself.
1: Now to sort of. Distance from myself from actually reviewing this. What's your favourite bottom or young ones moment?
0: Um, probably on it's it's on um young ones when they go to the universal university challenge.
1: That's my that's my same one as well. Uh, and he it's when he yeah.
0: when he kicks through the uh, <laughs> kicks through the uh, floor and hits um I think it's Stephen Fry. It's Vivian. You know, yeah, Vivian. Yeah, who's yeah. Eddie Hitler? But like that, it's just it's classic British humour, but it's just absolutely hilarious. Like Bob Morton, my favourite.
1: Oh yeah, my favourite bit in that is, uh, and it's always my dad's favourite bit as well as, it cuts to the audience like, oh here's Tofty College and it's all these rah 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 types, and then it's some um, and Scumbag College and it's this little Glaswegian hamster. Hey, up, scumbag! <laughs> that was always my favourite as well growing up. That little that little scene there.
0: That's what I love about like, stuff like this. Like, the, one of my favourite comedian duos is Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. So you may have heard of. um, What do they call? No, I can't remember what they're called. um and Wise. Stars. Yeah, well, Shooting Stars, yeah. So Morkham and Wise were a very classic British humour. And Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer are like. Um, the guys have quite. Morkham and Wise. I couldn't fucking remember what they're called. they like Morkham and Wise. But if they took acid like they're fucking crazy Um. one of my favourite the dove from above Um. one of my favourite tweets ever I don't really use to it anymore but like one of my favourite tweets ever is Bob Mortimer on Christmas Day he, it's a picture of his head in the mirror and he, uh, he goes just do my day my yearly check on my bold spot when you click on the actual picture <laughs> he's naked you he can see his ass in the mirror <laughs>
1: was a surprising fan of do shut up, you know, whether they're, um, Oh, I remember seeing the tweet. I'll just finish the line here, but you know, whether they're trying to get with a bird or having a row with a wanker, but I saw a recent tweet and a meme of this. It was, I don't know who sent it, but it's like, Oh, I never understood what cultural appropriation was until I saw an American trying to do a British accent absolutely fuming. But I always, I always cringe a bit when you hear him saying those typical British slang words, and I did the same with Homer here.
0: I've stumbled upon the most delicious British sitcom. Do shut up. It's about a hard-drinking yet loving family of soccer hooligans. If they're not having a go with a bird, they're having a row with a wanker. Jolly sorting miss Major. Joke on it! <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think it's um, it's it's always weird as well. Like I've got a lot of American friends and like some of them... One of them, yeah, he's actually married to a Brit. Um, she's so he he says some slang sometimes. It's weird. It's like when you say twat instead of twat, like um when he go wanker or I was watching a game grumps um compilation, and one of them saying like both American guys, really funny YouTubers, and he went um one of them is was, was like travel stories and stuff. And he goes, Have you ever been to uh Scotland? Because now it's like, well there's two major cities in uh, in Scotland, there's Glasgow and Edinburgh. And I'm like no I don't know. And he was saying how like in Edinburgh he'll speak really like Mrs. Doubtfire and it's really nice. And you go to Glasgow and like not even the locals can understand what they're saying. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Freedom
1: But the programme suddenly interrupted here with a pledge drive for PBS as it's a publicly it's a publicly broadcasted company and even with the help of uh betty white herself here as a guest star here and even though she's playing herself and this happened a lot in seasons 10 to 12 celebrities playing themselves for the sake of getting a guest star on i I like betty white i mean what is she now 90 she's got to be mid 90s at least but she's never not funny she knows her role and it's like her getting angered at like oh you're a common thief no but they get on my damn nerves
0: yeah she's she's, she's a class act like she's gonna outlive us all because like i what mean mean with all the environment stuff was going on and uh fucking hell jesus christ i've got a belt sorry listeners i've got a belt in a, in a random primark paper bag and the bag just moved by itself i was just like what the fuck was that jesus christ that's Betty White's <laughs> it crux, is, that's it?
1: it. Well, I mean, she was prominent through 50s and 60s and then got a resurgence through Golden Girls. She was in that uh, hot in Cleveland in her 80s. She, she's There's always demand for her and she's always working. So she's a constant professional and I've got the utmost respect for her. They'll carry on the programme if they get their donation of $10,700. So Homer trying to be smart makes a random uh, silent donation of that money. And it goes through. Betty White says, oh, we want to thank this caller who didn't leave his name. But thankfully, due to, you know, InstaTrace, it's Homer Simpson at 742 Evergreen Terrace. So now Homer's having to, you know, face his consequences here. And um, the charity drive, the PBS van comes storming into the house, knocks on the door, and Homer's having to give a little impromptu speech. And marginally, end up seeing this on uh, public TV going into her curries or whatever.
0: She's buying and the same there's a really funny like visual gag here. She's buying gift cards by a dozen, like five pound by the dozen. Which I don't oh, know about I your did miss that yeah. I don't know about your mother, but my mum she also has like seven hundred cards which she will never use and it's purely if like somebody forgets or something like that.
1: Homer gives a sort of backhanded arsewards speech here and Betty says, Oh, okay, now the money, please and Homer's very, very sort of hesitant, you know, uh, is cash right. It certainly is. And yeah, again, uh, another small line I liked where it's Homer just trying to back out and insisting that the banks are closed. What, on a Saturday? Yes, I don't know about you Hollywood types. We like our beer cold and our banks closed this time. All right, look, we can... And this is like, um, I don't know, this is very much like my dad, like, Oh All right, we'll go down there, but they're not going to be open. And then just smash cut to like a very busy bank, and him peeking through. Up, oh, it's Ghost Town. In there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's it's just a very there's a, there's a, there's a few loads of like little gags and stuff like it in the first half. Like I said, it's a very good first act. Like there's a bit. It's called the I can't remember the pledge donation. See, I can't remember. It's quite funny. Like. Extraction, the donation extraction. Yeah, that's it. and now for the moment of generosity. Will cash be okay? Absolutely. Well, then we got a problem. The banks are closed by now. It's twelve fifteen. Maybe your movie star banks are open crazy hours, but we in Springfield are simple folk. We like our cars fast and our banks closed. Okay, fine. We'll go down there, but they're not going to be open. Yeah, it's a real ghost town in there. <laughs>
1: Get in there, but Homer doesn't have the money, even though he tried to low key uh rob the bank teller there with friendly sort of robbing you can do just slide him a piece of paper. No, just give me this, and you know, uh, we'll be fine. But Betty White comes and says, Well, you don't have the money, do you, Homer? No, oh well, it's fine. And then they get the extraction team, which is the hillbillies from the show, which is you know, the football hooligans from the do Sharp show about to muscle in, but Homer escapes and now. I've listened to many podcasts, Cal, and people moan about the overly cartoonishness and the Looney Tunes ways of uh, Mike Scully and his uh, head of, uh, you know, seasons 10 and 12 here, but I realise that it's a cartoon show, and even though it's overly ludicrous now compared to quote-unquote peak Simpsons of, oh, what well, was been five seasons ago, I don't mind, you know, Big Bird and all that swooping down trying to mug Homer and Mr. Rogers threatening to, Kick his ass. I, I, di- I didn't mind this. Oh, it's obviously overly, overly over the top, but I just found it funny and ludicrous.
0: Yeah, I think it is. It's, this bit's bit, just, it's just a good cartoon element of fun where you've just got the fucking big bird flying in, attacking people and shit, and then um, you've got um, fucking telly like you said. Um it's just it's good. It's a good little scene where there's lots of visual gags. There's like uh, Mr Rogers as well. Um yeah. which we don't really we never really had over here, like I've seen clips of him. No. Um but it's it's good. I like like I, I like it. Like he, he seems like a nice person. Um <laughs> well, the Tom film's gonna come out soon. Exactly, exactly. Um there's a really nice clip of him actually when he says bye and he's like, like I just want to tell you all that I'm all, I'm really happy to all of you, uh, and I'm really proud of knowing you uh, for the person you are. And I'm like, I don't know who you are, but you make me cry, old man.
1: How do we do, we folks? Do you enjoy Simpsons Podcast as much as this one you're listening to right here? Then go check out our friends at the Four One One Folks Simpsons Podcast. They review the Simpsons uh, chronologically, seasons one to. God knows whatever season they're on now, um, with jokes, japes, accents, and a whole load of fun as well. So that's the 411 folks at Facebook. Also, if you haven't checked our podcast out, go to Uncle Moe's Family Feedback Podcast, a British Simpsons podcast, and the same on our SoundCloud as well, Uncle Moe's Family Feedback. Now back to your regularly scheduled listening. So Homer races towards the church. It's his only form of, you know, sanctuary, and I like the little joke here of love, joy, you know, Oh, why did I teach him
0: that Words. word? <laughs> it I very think... much reminded... Sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was just wanting to say, um, it very much reminded me of, have you ever seen any of the carry-on films? Yes. yes. Yeah, there's a there's a bit in the one with, it's like Julius Caesar, and Kenneth Williams getting his comeuppance at the end, and he's going, oh, infamy, they've all got it infamy. there's <laughs> a lot from that when you talk about British comedy, but carry on, Cal.
0: <laughs> carry on. <laughs> um Yeah, no, Carry On is very good. It's very... It's not for this this PC culture at all. Like... Oh, God, no, not anymore. It's terrible. It's so sexist and kind of really racist as well. But it's hilarious Um, because it's kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Um, I think Lovejoy is a very underused character. He always has very funny lines. Um... He's, he, he's a very he's just he's, the priest one just doesn't really care, but like he just cares about his changes and stuff. But no, I really like it. I think he's a very underused character and he's very under underappreciated. Treachery, infamy,
1: infamy, they've all got it in for me. Sanctuary,
0: sanctuary. Oh, why did I teach him that word? Quick, you gotta hide me from PBS.
1: Their bloodthirsty pursuit is made possible by a grant from the Chubb Group.
0: Give us the money. Elmo knows where you live. Please help me, I'll do anything. I'll light a candle. I'll help with your next charity scam. The word is drive. Here, here, bob's your, your uncle. Let's just get out of here. Well,
1: I've heard from uh, complaints from other podcasts and few fans that they sell out his, you know, churchy, innocent character, sort of, uh, midway through the peak of the seasons but I don't mind he's just there for church jokes and it's. I think it's even better when he's like trying to burn down the church for the insurance yeah, or yeah. you know just trying to do underhanded things it plays against you know the virtuous stereotypes of the church.
0: I like the backstory of like when he first came and he wanted, uh, wanted to be like this really cool like hip reverend and like Make a really cool, uh, like, you know, make a really effort with all these, like... All these Sit boys,
1: out so. and rap with me, brother. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and,
0: uh, and then Ned Flanders ruins him. <laughs> but
1: Homer begs him, please, you've got to get me out of here. You know, oh, we've got we've got Elmo after me. And then they burst through the window and it's uh, Oscar the Grouch. And Elmo knows where you live. In a very cute but uh, threatening way. And Homer promises, you know, oh, I'll help you with your next benefit scam. No, the word's strike. Yeah, yeah, fine, just get me. So um, Lovejoy manages to evade all the characters and the PBS villains here with Homer in a big sack of letters. But they end up going to the airport. Uh, Lovejoy strapped Homer in saying, oh, you know, you can die down in a few days whilst working as a missionary in Micronesia. But Homer's just not having it. But the door's shut, you know, the blades are spinning and he's off. He's panicking, you know, he's praising, you know, I don't even believe in Jeebus. Oh, save me, Jeebus. I think, honestly, um, that's a sort of a hidden quote among Simpsons fans.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it,
1: even, it even makes a
0: reappearance in the film, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When they're late to the church. I used to, I used to say Jeebus all the time, and I, I couldn't for the life of me remember where it's from. And now, Homer's gone off on this plane,
1: folks, and like my willingness to care and my interest in this plot. That has gone in the plane as well. I hate to say it, Cal, but from here on out, it's just a like in a plane. It's like a nosedive going, uh, right to the ground. Because, and I'm I'm not gonna say I could have done it better, because you know, um, I get breadcrumbs of work as freelance stuff. But I'll just say what I would have done, and take it from there. From this, I would have had sort of every single kind of cartoon character or sort of famous. You know, TV star going after Homer, saying, "Oh, you know, he stiffed his um, HBO bill and all that," and have going on a mad um, cross-country chase trying to get Homer to pay his TV bills and to pay PBS. And what do you think of that, Cal? Could that have worked? Because it still got the um, lunacy in that, but it's still carrying on the same story.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it does, but then it's it's very similar to this episode. How would you? How would you end it? Like. How we we just end it randomly with a fucking uh, PBS coming up and just being like, okay, uh,
1: no 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 no, I wouldn't be that lazy. I'd get Homer to have his come up in some way or to have him get humiliated on a TV show, you know, like they did in Japan where he just gets sort of butchered and yeah. tased and that something like that. But no, I wouldn't just. Sort of, oh, we'll talk about the ending, folks. Can't get into it now. i will get. I'll get too salty but we open up the second act with um, Lovejoy you know enjoying some pie I think this goes on a bit long I think the family guy a bit stretch it but then he ends up telling the family you know oh he's took some missionary work in uh, Micronesia as Homer and you can listen to him through this sort of through this um ham radio and he's busy saying oh Jeebus help me yeah Jeebus now Cal what do you think this whole second act and Homer on the island because I'm not going to say much because I don't
0: really rate it. So, here you go. Um, it's got some funny lines in it. Kind of, the missionaries were just like, "Yep, yeah, okay, bye," and just leave him to his own thing. Um, there's the whole. There's the thing. What I wanted to mention in the beginning, um, is how Homer for some reason always ends up on drugs, um. And they don't really like he, was, he, he always he becomes like a pothead and stuff like that, which is fair enough, it's funny. And he starts just looking at her and he's like, Nope, nope, hello and then the frog just starts talking to him. He's like, Hello, hello. And I don't know if it's David Bowie call, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Pink Floyd even can anybody help? Is anybody out there? Um But yeah, it is okay, like I don't mind it. It's it's just I don't know. It's it's boring. It's just kind of I don't know. It's just hard because like I like the idea. It's a very kind of sunny in Philadelphia. Um. Uh, kind of he 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 just corrupts this small indigenous island into like gambling and fighting and getting drunk and shit. Um. And then it just all fixes itself at the end. It's just it's a very lackluster kind of third part of the fact that obviously it doesn't have anything to do with anything at all. Especially in the beginning or anything. Well I don't know, they kind of loop it in at the end. You're obviously making PBS come back into it, but I don't know. What about yourself?
1: I oh, know, I agree with you. It's um boring. I feel like they just didn't try. And when they did try, um like I feel one of the problems I've got with this as well is they don't have um, native island people. Like, I don't even know what the a uh, Tok Tok and Ak are supposed to be, where they're from. It's just general stereotyping and laziness and them not getting the. Like I've said it with um, we'll get into it further when we have a proper Apu episode, folks. But the only issue I've ever had with the problem with Apu thing is they should have had a man of. Indian heritage to play that role but they didn't. Now they could have easily got some native actors here but they didn't. It's just Azaria and someone else doing a voice which I'm not uh, comfortable with.
0: The thing, uh, we differ on the Apu things. Like It's not, mm-hmm. like I said we'll get into it when we're on the Apu heavy episode. Potentially that one where he comes and moves into the family might be a good one. Um, I think I kind of i watched watching like a modern-ish episode, I think it was from like 2012 or 2013, or after this whole Apoo thing broke out, um, and they basically, I missed it because I was looking at my phone, um, but they kind of have a picture of poo in their frames, like, you'll be back soon, don't worry. But, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of semi-racist, it's just kind of, it's supposed to be like, somewhere in South America, I think they say it at the beginning, like, Micro Asia or something like that is where they're supposed to be. Um, but, I don't know. It's just, it's just lackluster. Like, the accents are, are just bad. I'm obviously, there's a joke with the one what sounds like Lisa and she's just like, I'm just going to call you Lisa Jr.
1: Yeah, and again, like, what what are the characters Yeah. They're natives yeah. on the island? Like, there's no one discernible trait. I mean, that girl just gets called Lisa Jr. for convenience and, yeah, I agree, Cal, it's lackluster, it's boring, I feel like they wrote, got to like number, script number 18 and thought, I'll run out of steam, let's just see what we've got in the joke bin, and I'm sure this was an easy payday, because um, a fun little fact here, Cal, Mike Scully was quite liked because he let everyone finish at five.
0: Right, okay.
1: That's reference from a couple of number of writers during that time on the show. Now, that's fine. I would love to do that. But then it's the thing of, you know, pay over craft and that whole debacle, which I won't get into here. We have Homer on the island here and he's trying to spread the word of God to these natives. And, you know, there's these shit jokes of him drinking a cow's bulk instead of a coconut and... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that one was quite, that. To be fair, that one was quite That that was quite funny. I enjoyed that stupid Joe, where he's just like, how's your drink? It's like, oh, it's really nice. It's like, wouldn't you prefer... Uh, how's your bull testicle? It's like, oh, it's really nice. i like, wouldn't you prefer coconut? It's like, no. Then he drops it and he's just like, oh, I've got ants on my, <laughs> on my testicle. Right?
1: You know what? I, all right, I can see the effort in that joke. I will give you that account. Homer, you know, hates it here. Oh, God. And he has everyone else saying, oh, God, because they can't understand... English or, you know, Western body language. So Homer's uh, sort of pleading with the family, telling them, oh, it's a nightmare here, We're reporting back to base. And there's... I don't know what you think of this B-plot, Cal, because there's very... there's a slither of B-plot here, and even then that's not funny. I can't think of one joke other than Burns thinking that Bart's a uh, Homer. But the rest of it's just like nothing. Oh yeah, nothing. I, I forgot oh, about that bit, not oh, it? So. See what I mean? You can't even really call it a B plot because there's, they don't really interlink it. It's just, yeah, it said nothingness, but there you go. But Homer gets told, you know, oh, you're doing sort of great work. You know, you're a visionary, and that spurs him on enough to uh, carry on with his missionary work. So he tries to read from the Bible and explain the context, and you know, get asked different questions. If is there a God? You know, is he everywhere? And he admits to them, you know, oh, I'm no missionary, I'm just this regular Joe. You know, what this place needs is a bit razzle-dazzle. So he ends up um, basically turning the island into Vegas here. And what does he name it? The Lucky Savage. Because, of course, they're all savages, Cal. Because, yeah. Yeah, that was another thing that I didn't really like. Why have they got to be savages? They're just... Homer's. The, if anything, Homer's the savage and, you know, the outsider, so there you go, I'll let you go, Cal, because I'm just getting annoyed now.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a funnier joke as well when you go into the casino um, and he's showed them island, tropical island uh, Texas Hold'em, tropical island crafts um, and then there's my favourite roulette and he spins it and he goes, uh, it's number six. And he's like, number six? He's like, woohoo! He's like, oh, actually, no, number 30. He's like, oh, okay. Um, Homer then returns after speaking to Marge, thinking that you know he's 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 done everything he could, and he's done he's made him better, and then and whatever, um, only for all the characters to start fighting each other because of Homer's influence, he's kind of just made him much much worse, um, and it's kind of it's it's kind of funny, and then he, he just kind of goes. He starts building the church again, and the girl, you know, they say like, "Why? What's he doing? He should lift for his legs. Um, maybe, you should, maybe you should. help him." He's like, "Maybe you should shut up." It's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, I'm, "I'm I'm building a church because um, you all you all you're all going to hell. Um, since when?" it like, "Since I got here." It's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then they make the church, and it's really pretty, and. He starts saying how great of a job he did. And then God decides to punish him. Yeah, basically, that's it. Um, And then Betty White comes back and explains how... I don't know. It's just... It's so... See what I mean? It, it drains <laughs> you. What a horrible ending. Basically,
1: it just cuts to Betty White going, oh, Homer getting into scrapes. And with your help, you know, we can keep shows like The Simpsons on the air. And they do a sly little dig at Family Guy here saying, Oh, if you don't want any sort of filth and lowest common denominator on the air, I guarantee you, this is 2000, so season two of Family Guy. I guarantee you season two of Family Guy is a lot better than this shite. But then they
0: get another call, they basically, it's another drive thing, That's like $10,000, and Rupert Mur- Murdoch is drinking uh, Foster's, because it's an Australian drink, they do actually drink in Australia. Um... It's ten thousand dollars. You just saved my network. And he goes back, cuts back in it's bar. And he says, "Not for the first time." And w- literally winks at the camera. And that's I hate
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and thankfully that's the end of uh, that show with that episode. We-, we can now safely put it away, Cal. But I'll let you explain. You, I guess, your final thoughts of it, or your saving graces, and then if you'd like to give us your Rating, please. It's
0: it's shit. <laughs> it's it's just it's the first half is okay, um, and it just it just gets so lacklustre and so shit, uh, and then I don't know. It just. I'll just ask them. At what point did you give up
1: on it? Because obviously you gave it more of a fighting chance than I did. I got to, I got to the end of the first act and. That was it. So where was it with you?
0: I'll be honest, like, they could have done more on the island. They could have made more jokes and stuff. They could have gave him proper
1: character. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And and like the ending's okay. It's kind of it's it's funny ish and it obviously links back to the other stuff. Um to the episode, uh, earlier episode earlier like the first act and such. Um but I don't know, like it's it's hard to point, pinpoint because I don't want to say when it, it's when he gets on the, tre- uh, the plane because there's a few funny jokes like the bull testicles and shit like that, but there's the issue what you've got is I it I don't know it's just it's the ending when you cut away and then I'm like oh, that's bullshit I don't like it but then there's a few funny gags there but it's just like oh, I don't get it and then it's just like oh, I don't I don't I don't like any of this shit. I don't like it. No, take me away. <laughs> well, I did like
1: the first act, and that was the only thing I really liked about this. It was lazy, they didn't put the effort in. There's lots of mild and, you know, up there racism. The ending's cheap. I didn't like the meta ending with Bart Winkin. Um, yeah, they just did not try. This is one of the best examples of the show fallen off the cliff after season nine ten so with that i'm going to give it a one which i think matches tennis the menace that we did yeah. awful yeah. shy i'm going to give it one out of five um poisonous toads and now hopefully um through the miracle of random episode generation we shall receive a much much better episode with this now um be a bit careful here cal because you're quite flemmy. would but would you please give us the little uh jingle great <laughs> right saddle up change your gimmick and face some elves because we're going back to season 11 for saddle soul galactica don't forget to like our facebook page that's uncle mo's family feedback a simpsons podcast same with twitter and our soundcloud as well uncle mo's family feedback podcast take care folks come to
0: uncle mo's for family fun it's good 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 Mmm, sounds good.